You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. I'm Trevor Noah. Today is Thursday, the 3rd of December, which means there's only 48 days left until Donald Trump is no longer president and can finally start building the first presidential library that also has a ball pit. Anyway, coming up on tonight's show, Drake wants to be in your house. Ivanka Trump wants to stay out of prison and Ludacris is joining me on the show. So let's do this, people. Welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. From Trevor's couch in New York City to your couch somewhere in the world, this is the Daily Social Distancing Show with Trevor Noah. Ears edition. Let's kick things off with the coronavirus pandemic. It's the only thing in the news, and it's the reason you know what all your coworkers' bedrooms look like without creating a problem for HR. Right now, things are not looking good all over the world, and especially not in the United States. In fact, Robert Redfield, the director of the CDC and man whose face got put on upside down by God, said yesterday that the next few months could be the most difficult in the public health history of this nation. Even worse than the six month stretch when you couldn't go anywhere without hearing baby shark. We thought that was the pandemic. The good news is though, that a vaccine is around the corner, but you still need to get enough people to get the vaccine so that people are immune. And let's face it, in a country where millions of people refuse to even wear a mask, there's a good chance that many of them will resist getting an injection, which is sort of like a mask that hurts. So that's why some high-profile people from across the political spectrum are forming a supergroup to promote the vaccine. In a show of presidential leadership in this health crisis, three former presidents are ready to roll up their sleeves to bolster public confidence in the new coronavirus vaccines. Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and Bill Clinton all volunteering to get their shots on camera once the FDA authorizes a vaccine. Clinton and Obama got on board after President Bush apparently reached out to Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Deborah Birx to see how he could help promote the vaccine. Now that is some presidential leadership offering to get the vaccine on live TV before everybody else to boost public confidence. Also, it's a great way to sneak ahead to the front of the line. I see you, Barry. Yeah, I see you. You and Bill and George snatching those first shots. (laughs) Ha ha! No hate, fellas. Game recognized game. And you know the game's not gonna stop there because I bet there's gonna be one smart secret service agent who's gonna be like, did somebody say shot? I'll protect you. He's gonna jump in front of the needle and be like, ah, I got vaccinated for you. Now, you might be wondering, why hasn't President Trump also offered to take the vaccine with these other presidents? Well, by the time the vaccines are available, he'll also be a former president, but don't forget, he beat Corona already. So he's immune. Also, He can't go before the other presidents because he'll take all the lollipops. I'm actually glad that Trump isn't part of this event because you know that he would find a way to make things awkward. I'm not getting the vaccine in front of the camera. I don't want anybody seeing my butt. Uh, Sir, they do the shot in your arm. Too late. I already dropped my pants. Not to mention, watching them get the vaccine on TV doesn't really help. What we really need to do is watch them 24 seven for a few weeks after the vaccine so that we can see that it's safe, you know? So they all need to live together in a house where we can see them eat and sleep and hang out. And ooh, maybe they could do challenges and vote each other off. We don't even need a vaccine. Let's just make this show. Of course, until there is a vaccine, it'll be more important than ever to continue following social distancing guidelines. 
Now, the good news is that a lot of politicians have been speaking out very clearly about the need for us in the public to stay safe. The bad news is that these politicians haven't all been practicing what they preach. A number of Democratic leaders apologizing or reversing course after multiple occurrences of do as I say, not as I do. They have been caught not following their own coronavirus guidelines. In San Francisco, Mayor London Breed facing backlash after it was revealed that she attended a birthday party last month at the French Laundry, the famed and exclusive Napa Valley restaurant with seven other people at her table. And when this party happened, such gatherings were discouraged by statewide guidelines. The day before Breed's dinner at the French Laundry, Governor Gavin Newsom also attended a party there with at least a dozen other people from different households. Denver Mayor Michael Hancock told residents of his city to skip large Thanksgiving dinners. And then he promptly appeared at the Denver airport and flew to Mississippi to spend the holiday with his wife and daughter. Before Thanksgiving, the mayor of Austin, Texas, had this message for his city. We need to, you know, stay home if you can. Do everything you can to try to to keep the numbers down. This is not the time to, to relax. But it turns out out when he gave that warning, Mayor Steve Adler wasn't home. He was on vacation in the swanky Mexican resort of Cabo San Lucas. No, man, come on. What is it with these Democrats? Hey, everybody, this is your mayor here telling you to stay home and stay safe. Do the right thing. All my boys in the pool know what I'm talking about. Say what's up, everybody. Yeah, (laughs) we live in that Cabo life, bitches. Like, I'm sorry, man. Everyone has given up their lives and then you've got these politicians who are just hypocrites out here. What, do you guys think Corona respects your office too much to come after you? Because don't forget, it got the president of the United States. It's not gonna be starstruck by governor hair gel. And yeah, I know that Republicans are also having big indoor parties. I know that some people are like, oh, Trevor, what about the Republicans? Yeah, everyone expects them to be doing this. The official Republican party platform right now is just, <laughs> In fact, in a way, these Democrats are even worse than the anti-maskers because of their hypocrisy. At least when those dudes break the rules, they're open about it. Anti-mask people are just walking around in bars, breathing into each other's faces. Hey, do you have any COVID in you? Would you like some? (sighs) But you know what? I don't think it's healthy to dwell on the bad news all the time. Yeah, there's, there's definitely bad news. It's 2020. But for the next few minutes, I thought, why don't we all make like Donald Trump and pretend coronavirus doesn't exist? And what better way to do that than with another episode of Ray of Sunshine. Our first Ray of Sunshine comes from the moon. And I know, I know some of you are thinking, how can you have a Ray of Sunshine from the moon? Because the moon reflects light from the sun. That's what moonlight is. Don't you remember third grade science? I actually don't remember it either. I just Googled it now. Anyway, here's what's happening on the moon right now. Right now, a Chinese robotic craft is collecting samples on the moon. It touched down in an area where Apollo and even the Sputnik missions have never ventured. China's space administration says for two days, it will drill, it will collect samples. The goal to bring back about four pounds of dust, of rock and debris later this month. And those samples, amazingly, will be the first brought back to the Earth in 44 years. It's been a while since we've done that lunar exploration. Wow. We haven't collected any moon rocks in 44 years. I'll bet that they've changed a lot since back then. You know, they've probably graduated moon college, met another moon rock and had some little moon rocks of their own. Then they started moon rock drinking and developed a problem gambling. And then the one moon rock tells the other to get his goddamn act together. And he's all like, why don't you mind your goddamn business? Anyway, it'll be nice to catch up with those moon rocks. 
And you gotta admit, this is pretty slick of China to do this now. Just when everyone discovered that they lied about their numbers and the extent of the outbreak in Wuhan. Uh, excuse me, China. Did you lie and try and hide COVID when it started? Oh, I would love to answer your questions, but we have to go get rocks on the moon. Also, I just wanna put it out there, but maybe this isn't the best time for humanity to be visiting the moon. I mean, I can't even travel to Vermont without a quarantine. Maybe we shouldn't be sending humans to touch things in space. I don't want aliens coming down in two weeks like, what the hell, guys? You gave us COVID-19. We're so sorry, aliens, we didn't mean it. If, if you put on a mask, it can help. Don't take away our freedoms. But let's go back down to Earth for some news from the United Nations. You know, it's where all the world's leaders gather together for a slumber party. And the organization that brings nations together now has something to bring to the party. The United Nations has now removed cannabis from their list of most dangerous drugs. Marijuana had been categorized by the World Health Organization as a so-called Schedule IV drug. Heroin is in the same group. Well, now a panel voted to move cannabis into a lower category known as Schedule One. It includes drugs that are still considered highly addictive, but can also be used medically. Many countries look to the UN classification for policy guidance. That's right, people. The United Nations has officially removed cannabis from its list of most dangerous drugs, which is fantastic. Because if any group could mellow out a bit, uh, it's world leaders. I mean, right now, Israel and Palestine hate each other so much, but if they smoked a little weed together, couldn't they become friends? Well, the answer's no. They'd probably still hate each other, but would they wanna get off the couch to do anything about it? I mean, smoking weed, could even help end the Jollof Wars between Nigeria and Ghana. Adibo, you know, when I smoke and get really high, Ghanaian Jollof is not totally shit, huh? And you know what, why stop at them? Any world leader smoking pot would be awesome. Cause they'd just be there like, oh yeah man, mm, that'll be some Irish kush right there. Ah uh, sir, you are the prime minister of Sweden. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> Moving on from the world of diplomacy to the world of hip hop, and home decorating. Yeah, that's right. The new Drake just dropped, and I can't tell you how it sounds, but I can tell you how it smells. Here's a unique holiday gift. Have your home smell like Drake, Bill. <laughs> the singer has Drake. released a series of scented candles, and the scent called Carby Musk claims to smell like the Canadian rapper himself, filled with notes of musk, ambers, cashmere, suede, and velvet. It cost about 80 bucks and includes a marker for you to write the recipient's name on the candle. Whoa. 80 bucks? I mean, I, I love Drake, but I feel like he's really overestimating how much I want my house to smell like an emotional rapper. And even if I do agree to spend $80 on a Drake-smelling candle, I need to know which Drake smell I'm talking about. Cause you smell different at different times. Like, am I getting Drake before the concert or after the concert? Because the one Drake smells like blueberries with a hint of Egyptian musk. The other Drake smells so sweaty, you can tell that his balls are still stuck to one leg. And finally, the Queen of England. She's the titular head of the United Kingdom and the reason every British actress now has a job. And now she's got a job opening. Here's a job opportunity that does not come around very often. Queen Elizabeth is looking to hire a new personal assistant in the private secretary's office at Buckingham Palace. Now the person will be in charge of managing requests, coordinating meetings and appointments and drafting correspondence. It comes with a two-year contract and a salary of almost $50,000 a year. 
Okay, okay, 50 grand a year is a decent salary, enough to buy some of those Drake candles, but not enough for the queen's personal assistant. Because you're the assistant, you're gonna know all the queen's secrets. If she wants to keep her Megan voodoo doll under wraps, that's gotta be worth at least 50 grand more. And the queen better not say it's because the economy isn't great. Because that's a weird excuse to make when you're sitting in a castle. I really wish we could pay you more, but money is really tight right now. Uh, your diamond crown is crooked, your majesty. Oh, sorry. It's because of all the diamonds. And look, on some level, it would be really fun to work for the queen. I mean, think about it. Managing her appointments, having tea with her, telling the cops you were driving after she runs someone over. But it's also gotta be super stressful. You know, there's so many tasks to keep on top of. Every day is like, wait, was it feed the corgis and behead the traitor or feed the traitor and behead the corgis? Ah, what have I done? Of course, the truth is these days, a celebrity assistant is just basically a 20 something year old who manages social media accounts, which is gonna be really confusing for the queen. So I don't quite understand this latest tweet from us. What is the it that Idris Elba can get? All right, we gotta take a quick break. But when we come back, Desi Lydic will explain why the Trump kids deserve a pardon. Yeah, I know. And then Roy Wood Jr. joins us on the show and Ludacris is coming up. You don't wanna miss it. Welcome back to the Daily Social Distancing Show. In just 48 days, President Trump will lose all the powers that come with the presidency, like vetoing bills, and getting to pick the in-flight movie on Air Force One. But even worse for Trump is that he will lose the power to pardon people. So he might take advantage of it while he still can. In another sign, President Trump is preparing for life after the White House. Multiple sources telling NBC News he's considering preemptive pardons for his three eldest children, his son-in-law and other close associates. Yep, you heard that right. Trump might preemptively pardon Ivanka, Don Jr., Eric, and Jared. Which is groundbreaking. Because this could be the first time in history that Trump gives all his kids the same gift. Because when they were growing up, they'd get different presents, you know? Like, Ivanka would get a horse, and then Eric would get a shovel to scoop up horse shit. But the big question is, is it legal for Trump to pardon his own children? Well, to help me answer that, Let's turn to our own senior legal correspondent, Desi Lydic. Desi, this seems really shady. I mean, if Trump pardons all of his kids, isn't that basically admitting that they are criminals? No, of course not, Trevor. Sounds like someone didn't go to law school. I didn't either, but I partied there. The fact is, these pardons are preemptive, right? That doesn't mean they're criminals. It means they're pre-criminals. And in a way, we're all pre-criminals. I mean, are you telling me that you know for sure that you would never get into a bar fight or help a friend knock over a bank? Yeah, I, I know I'm not gonna rob a bank. All right, guess I'll find someone else. Okay, but Desi, what about the fact, what about the fact that this could be a blanket pardon? Like, it could cover literally any crime. Yeah, but that's a good thing. See, we don't know what they've done yet, but they might not know either. I mean, there could be so many crimes that you could commit without even realizing it. They could go after Don Jr. for not filling out every tax form perfectly or, you know, hunting a rhinoceros because it was in the zoo. That's just not right, Trevor. In America, we don't want to send innocent people to jail. And this isn't Africa. Wow, okay. 
All right, okay, but then let me ask you this, Desi. At the very least, you have to admit that this is hypocritical. I mean, Trump's whole deal is he's the law and order president. Now he's using his power to subvert the justice system. Right, but this is law and order. He's bringing the people outside the law back into the law, which allows them to order lunch because they won't be in jail. Law and order. That is not what law and order means. Again, Trevor, you're not a lawyer. I'm on the board at Columbia Law School. There's a cork board that says, if you see this woman, call campus security. But Desi, if all the Trump kids are so clearly innocent, then why can't they just trust the justice system to prove it? Uh, are you kidding? Because once Joe Biden takes power, he and the Democrat deep state are just gonna use the justice system to get revenge. That's why. I mean, that's the way that it works around here. In America, so many innocent people get sent to jail. And this isn't Africa. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go. Ronnie's waiting for me at the Wells Fargo. See, he's a real friend. Desi, Desi, please don't rob a bank with Ronnie, please. No, 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 Trevor, it's fine. See, coworkers don't have to testify against each other. It's a perfect crime. No, Desi, I don't, I don't think that's true. I might have to testify, oh, man. I gotta stop asking her for legal questions. All right, when we come back, Roy Wood Jr. takes a look at the movies and television shows that we all watched during 2020. And Ludacris is joining us on the show. Don't go away. Someone needs to call Ronnie and tell him that he's gonna go to jail. Welcome back to The Daily Social Distancing Show. 2020 is almost over. And I think we can all agree that it has been a fantastic year. So much great stuff has happened. And for the rest of the month, we'll be remembering all of 2020's best moments, starting with Roy Wood Jr. and a look back at the year in streaming video. What's up, everybody? It's Roy Wood Jr. 2020 was a huge year for streaming, which is kind of like saying 1903 was a huge year for airplanes. There were no real airplanes before then, but this year, oh, all the streaming sites came out left and right. Like most of y'all, I've been coping with the pandemic, just streaming my ass off in my house, hiding from that Rona. I've been streaming on my phone, streaming on my tablet, streaming on my TV. I even been streaming on my Peloton bike. Technically, it's not a Peloton bike. It's an iPad that I taped to the handlebars of a bike I stole. Same difference. Anyway, now there's plenty of stuff to watch and plenty of places to watch it. First, let's start with the classics. Netflix, the OG of the game. Netflix been in it since DVDs. Y'all remember old school Netflix? They would send a DVD to your house and you'd go get it and you'd open up the mailbox and you'd go, oh boy, I got me a DVD. Mama, fire up the PlayStation 2. It's time to watch Memento. HBO, yo man, you gotta give it up to HBO. HBO and HBO Max, quality shows. You got black women figuring out their lives. You got white women figuring out how to kill their husband. Wait, was it the husband they tried to kill? Or was it the setting up the husband for the, uh, look, bottom line, if Nicole Kidman looking at your ass without smiling, you in some trouble. But this year, we also had a ton of new streaming services, which if I'm gonna be honest, I'm a little suspicious of all these companies dropping during the same year we had a pandemic. You telling me y'all ain't had nothing to do with Corona coming out? It's like they were all sitting around their board meetings like, okay, as soon as March hits, hit the 5G button and start the corona. So we had new streaming services like Quibi. Quibi, which promised to revolutionize the game. Quibi, which stood for Quick Bites, and it was quick, and it bit the dust. A moment of silence. 
And of course, there's CBS All Access, where you can watch Star Trek with a black woman in charge. And if that's too much for you to handle, we've got an animated version. And it's more popular too. And then there's Apple Plus. This is one of my favorite new streaming sites, because if you don't like a show on Apple Plus, you can just go to the Apple Store, complain at the Genius Bar. Uh, yes, I got this show from Apple Plus. It's Steve Carell, but he's sad. And that's not how I like my Steve Carell. Can you get him back to Anchorman status? Also, my iPod Shuffle broke. But all in all, all of these streaming services gave us amazing content to watch this year. Remember when Tiger King came out? Oh, people lost their damn mind. This is how crazy people were. We were only a month into quarantine when Tiger King dropped and everybody was like, yes, yes, meth heads doing animal abuse. Give me more. What's that? It bit off her arm. Oh yeah, give me more. What's that? She's gonna be on Dancing with the Stars after maybe killing her husband. Oh, give me more. Another hit show from 2020 was The Queen's Gambit. Well, let me be honest though, Queen's Gambit didn't really do it for me. I'm supposed to be impressed because this lady beat all these professional chess players. All right, that's cool, but she ain't play that black dude in the park in New York. You gotta beat him if you the real Queen Gambit. Gambit Queen? Is that what it's called? You know what I'm talking about. That black dude that's set up in Washington Square Park with a chessboard by himself? Lonely. Because nobody will play him. Because people scared. Another huge show from 2020. The Last Dance. Oh my God. Finally a documentary to prove how good Michael Jordan is at basketball. It also showed us that Michael Jordan is the Michael Jordan of laughing on an iPad. He's the Scottie Pippen of wearing oversized suits and the Bill Winnington of hiding his liquor on camera. I guess when you got six rings, you really ain't got to hide shit. Somebody told me the Great British Bacon Show was good. I tried to watch an episode, but it was just people baking. Nobody was cussing, nobody was fighting, nobody was backstabbing. They was just being polite to each other and baking bread. That's not a reality show, that's my grandma house. Disney Plus had Hamilton, so I started watching Hamilton, but then I was watching Hamilton on TV, and I didn't get the real full live experience like I would on Broadway, so I just threw $900 out the window when the movie ended so I could know what it felt like. Streaming's a double-edged sword for Hollywood, though. We're getting so used to watching good content in our homes. Will we really be ready to go back to theaters when the pandemic's over? I mean, I get to watch blockbusters like Tenet and Wonder Woman in my house the same day they come out. I can take my apartment and make it just like a movie theater. I can pop some popcorn. I can sit close to the screen. I can have a kid sitting behind me that won't stop talking and spill soda all over your carpet, ensuring that you don't get your security deposit back. And that's the year in streaming. And please, for the love of God, stop saying I look like the dude from the movie Soul. It's not me. It's disrespectful and it's hurtful to my family. Thank you so much for that, Roy. You actually do kind of look like that guy. All right, stick around because when we come back, Ludacris is joining us on the show. Welcome back to The Daily Social Distancing Show. So earlier today, I spoke with Grammy Award-winning rapper and actor Ludacris. We talked about his brand new educational platform specially designed for kids, his new charity campaign, and what life is like without vacation. Ludacris, welcome back. But this time to the Daily Social Distancing Show. How you doing, my dude? <laughs> I'm good, man. I, I feel like, you know, we're brothers from another mother, especially with our afros just growing right now, rapidly. Right? This is, this is like the, the thing. I feel like you started yours first, though. You were, I, I remember seeing you growing it out you know, during all those vacation pictures. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, like I'd see Luda and it was always you and your wife and you'd be out on vacation on like a beautiful island. And I was like, man, this guy goes on too many vacations. And then 2020 hit and I'm like, man, I should have gone on more vacations. <laughs> Yo, 
by the way, we're light-skinned, man. I got to stay in the sun as much as I can. So, you know, me being on islands is pretty much home for me. That's what I have to do. <laughs> I got to Can I, I tell you something? I remember the first time. I remember the first time I came, I like, like when I first got to New York, it was my first year. Like, I've never lived like this. You know, like the days end at like 4 p.m. because someone changes the time. And then I don't know, some bullshit happens. All I know is I wasn't getting enough sun, like the same amount of sun that I was getting in South Africa. And I knew it was bad when my makeup artist at the show was like, hey, man, you need to start standing outside. Otherwise, I'm going to start using white people makeup on you. Next time hey, I'm man. coming with you. Yes, I got you covered. No worries, bro. I literally stay on the island, so I love it. I feel you, man. I feel you. But this year has been really different, man. Um, you know, I, 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 it's funny that you're here because I, I remember wondering, what is Ludacris doing? You know, <laughs> I, was thinking of, I was thinking of Ludacris the actor, you know, Ludacris the rapper. Everyone's danced to your music. Everyone has watched your movies. And I was like, what is Ludacris doing right now? And it turns out, you're here to talk about, honestly, in my opinion, one of the most amazing initiatives called Kid Nation. Tell me what it's all about. Man, you know, when we always want to do things that we want to see the change in the world, we have to be that change, right? And I wish I would have had this when I was a kid. So we've been working on this. Obviously, there's so much craziness going on in the world. Um, kids and parents, they need this supplemental edutainment, as I like to call it. It's a lot of virtual schooling going on. And so I created this platform that's a safe haven and a safe place for children that is all original content, videos, and music. Some talking about math, talking about science, talking about good grades, about manners. I mean, you name it, we have it. And obviously it's like current music, hip hop, um, pop, rock and roll, all different genres. It's almost recreating the music industry, but literally having nothing but educational and fun entertainment content for children. That's what Kid Nation is, kidnation.com and, and the app that just got out. So there you have I, it, man, in a nutshell. I won't lie. When I first heard about it, I was like, man, this is going to be corny. This is going to be trash. This is going to be like Luda trying to act like he, he's friends with kids or something. I was like, this is going to be horrible. <laughs> no, for real, though, I was worried. And it's amazing. Like, it's like, I'll tell, I'll tell you why it's amazing. I'll tell you why it's amazing. First of all, we take for granted how important it is to give kids like literally safe spaces where they can just learn and have fun. These days, the internet, you click one video that's a kid's, vi like a kid's song, and the next thing you know, they're in some deep conspiracy theory. Secondly, it's actually good music. Like a lot of people think that kids don't know what a beat is, and you made actual good music for kids to learn about life, to learn about racial equality, to learn about math, to learn about... And some of the songs you even made with kids. Tell me about that experience. Man, it's literally facilitating their their voice. And I feel like we have to listen to kids a lot more, man. They have this innocence and this candidness about themselves and they just shoot you straight and they tell you about love. They can reteach you. Cause you know, we go through life, we become adults, we start having all these responsibilities and right. we, it's, our minds get distorted a lot. And that's another reason that I created this, man. And I, I'm glad that you get it because it's so important right now, especially right now with everything that's going on that we give them something that they can literally just stay on. And the parents love that it's not gonna take them uh, somewhere else where they're looking at exactly. something that we don't wanna see, but we all know that kids wanna more listen to the adult content, which, you know, which is kind of ironic because I make adult content. So I'm almost battling and balancing my karma from all the adult content that I'm making now, <laughs> trying to help facilitate the kids. <laughs> um, what, I, what I love about the project as well is, you know, especially in a time like, like we're living in today, man, parents are desperate for any help they can get. So many kids are not in school right now. Like, I always tell people, we're desperate to get schools open again. For me, it's like before bars and restaurants, get the schools open, man. You know, because you, you can figure out a way to pay a bar. You can't figure out a way to pay a kid's education. Like, that's, that's their time. 
And, and so, so many parents will appreciate what you're doing because it helps them teach their kids. It makes it fun. It makes it interesting. And what I think a lot of people appreciate, even if they're not parents, is you're letting people participate with an amazing prize on the other end. Talk me through some of that because I heard something about a Ford Bronco. I heard something about $50,000 and I was like, whoa, 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 there's $50,000 in this thing? Yeah, and man. I was like, and lunch with Ludacris and flying to Los Angeles. Walk me through some of this because some of it sounds like a lie. I got to figure out what the truth is. <laughs> it sounds too good to be true, but literally during this time, all I'm trying to do is help people. And you literally pretty much said everything. All people have to do is go to winanewbronco.com. We got a 2021 Ford Bronco. There's like an 18-month waiting list for this. Um, and I'm going to hand over the keys when it's safe and fly people to Los Angeles to get this car. And literally the... Wow. the it's got all going to benefit when you sign up for this, the Boys and Girls Club, which is, you know, everybody knows about that. It's helping uh, underprivileged families. It's helping with tutoring with kids that are doing schooling right now. And then to top it all off, there's $50,000 cash that someone is going to win. So I'm just here to let you know, this is nothing but goodness that we're spreading on all fronts from Kid Nation um, to this Bronco to 50000 cash. It's literally what everybody needs, especially during the holidays and on 2020, this year that has thrown everyone for a loop. So you're not just, you know, you're not just sitting around during the pandemic. I know you one of the hardest working people I know, and that's why you go on so many vacations is because you work hard and you play hard and you love living your life that way. Um, you've got a new movie on Amazon Prime and... Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, Luda, I was, I was a little thrown because the title of the movie made me think that maybe this is like a Fast and Furious spinoff. It's called, <laughs> it's called The Ride. Right, and I was like, right. oh yeah, we're about to, this is gonna be crazy. And it was crazy, but in a, in a different way because you play a dad who's part of a family who adopts a neo-Nazi white kid. Yeah. And I mean, it's a, it's a powerful movie, but I, I was like, man, I, I was not ready for this, is what I'm saying. I was ready for a car chase, and then I got something really deep. Talk me through the film. Well, listen, man, I think a lot of people understand by now that I literally try to do things in this entertainment industry that people are not ready for, and always try to do something different. And this is definitely different, but it's based on a true story. And that's one of the reasons I gravitated towards it. And you pretty much named it, man, you know, um, being a... a, a a parent that's that's helping to foster a, a child that was raised as a white supremacist. And I think this story is all about second chances. It's all about, um, you know, if you can be taught to hate, can you be taught to love? And it raises so many great conversations. So I could talk a lot about it, but when people check this movie out on Amazon Prime, I think they're gonna form their own basis and their own opinions. And I guarantee it's gonna make some people cry. Before I let you go, I remember as a kid, Yep. There were books that my mom got me. She couldn't afford to buy me like just books. So we had like a, like a layaway program where my mom could give a little money and they would send us literally one book a month. That's all we could afford, one book, one book. And I remember the, one of the biggest series that changed my life was, was a book, it was called What It Means To Be. And we'd get these books once a month and my mom would sit with me and be like, what it means to be kind, what it means to be loyal, what it means to be a good friend, what it means to be caring, what it means to be funny, what it means, it was just like, just, and I will never forget those lessons. And I, I got a similar feeling going through what Kid Nation is all about. And I appreciate that from you, man. Cause I was like, we take for granted how shaping the kids, as you said, you can teach kids to hate, but are we gonna take the time to teach them to love? So I appreciate you for that, man. Listen, man, those words coming from you, especially you have no idea how much that means. Um, you know, I, I just, 
it's all about legacy for me right now. And you just stamped that approval and all the hard work that I've been doing with all these different people just by saying and stating what you just said. Means the world to me. Can't wait to see you again in person. Can't wait to can't wait to hit these islands later, my man. All right. <laughs> let's hit the islands. Let's get let's get some of the color back. Let's get some of the color back. <laughs> all, right, dude. all love, bro. I appreciate you, man. All right, dude. Have a good one, man. Don't forget to stand a chance to win all of those awesome prizes and support local boys and girls clubs. All you have to do is go to the website below. Well, that's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we go, though, I wanted to remind you that there is a really special runoff election coming up in Georgia. Now, if you're watching this from the Peach State, remember that your final chance to register online to vote is December 7th. So make sure that you do it to have your voice heard. And if you don't live in the Peach State, you can still help by supporting groups like 18 by Vote, organizations who are making sure that the estimated 23,000 young people who couldn't vote in the general election but can vote in this runoff will be registered to vote and have their voices heard. So make sure you get in there, make sure you support them. All you gotta do is click the link below. Until next time, stay safe out there, wear a mask, and please, guys, I know it's tiring, but don't go on any crazy vacations. Let's stay safe and try and stay indoors as much as possible. Now, here it is, your moment of zen. All right, are we clear? All right, let's get rid of the fake apartment thing. Give me a mojito, man. I'm, I'm hitting the pool. Where the ladies at? Where the fellas at? Let's do this thing. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 